You're listening to an installment of Radio Linden's Inside the Lab podcast series. Today we're having a conversation with Linden Lab's Second Life Education experts, Claudia and Pathfinder Linden. In this podcast, you'll hear about the variety of ways the virtual world of Second Life and Teen Second Life can be used for education as well as information on the many resources available for educators who are interested in getting involved. Welcome. I'm Kat Linden, and I'm the Marketing Communications Manager here at Linden Lab. Let's get started. So we are here talking with Claudia Linden and Pathfinder Linden. Claudia, I wanted to start with you. For folks who don't know you yet, uh, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do at Linden Lab? Sure. Thanks, Kat. I'm on the community initiatives team, and I work with uh, educators. I provide support for educators just getting started and connect them to each other. Um, I help facilitate the K-12 community, uh, working with uh, teens, with 13 to 17-year-olds. Uh, so that's a little bit about what I do. Nice. Pathfinder Linden, what do you do at Linden Lab? What are you here for? Well, I work in the proactive initiatives team, and my focus is on also working with educators, folks using Second Life for academic purposes, for things like scientific visualization, for simulation, and actually I also work with a large large group of folks now using Second Life for uh, healthcare purposes. So healthcare professionals, people working with patients and caregivers in Second Life. And basically my, my primary goal is to help share strategies for success with them and help them succeed in what they're trying to do. And I also do a lot of connecting people with the right people because the best educational projects, the best really any projects in Second Life are, are ones that involve collaborators people with slightly different perspectives on a on a common problem and with common goals so i try to make sure that that people get integrated into the community as quickly as possible and and also help answer questions when organizations are trying to bring their entire organization into second life like say trying to bring um, an entire class nice so how big is that community generally speaking how many educators are using the second life grid and how many are in teen second life I think one great measure of how many educators are using Second Life is the Second Life Educators Listserv, and that's got 5,000 plus members on it, um, active from all over the world, um, and islands, educational private islands, um, there are hundreds of them. Um, New Media Consortium, who hosts a lot of education islands, has I think 100 universities participating in their islands alone and teen second life has i think 90 plus um, estates that are education projects run by schools and nonprofits and other groups like that yeah, it's really it's really in the in terms of institutions and organizations it's it's in the hundreds uh, in terms of individuals it's it's definitely in the in the thousands um, you'll very often have uh, individual pioneering faculty members coming into second life and experimenting with it individually and then you also have organizations coming in you know say like Princeton who has um, you know has islands with wonderful beautiful architectural builds on it they're they're doing a lot of really amazing things with creating um, really compelling and beautiful spaces that people, you know, communicate in. They have 
conferences and meetings and so forth. It's it's uh, the the really it is a good me a good measure of it is to see the activity on the Second Life educators mailing list. Uh, if you go to secondlifegrid.net um, and you look under uh, under resources, you can find uh, links to those different mailing lists. There's also a healthcare mailing list. There's also one for for government agencies. There's one for nonprofit organizations. And what's really in common with all of these types of organizations is that they're intensely collaborative, and that's something that Second Life is extremely powerful for. Is it's the the often serendipitous meeting of people from different organizations in academia, and they come together and you know they share ideas and they start meeting in Second Life and working together on projects. And I think that's uh, that's the sign I think of a very robust community is one that is extremely collaborative. People frequently use the mailing list to introduce themselves. In fact, they're 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 highly encouraged to at the very beginning. And um, they'll introduce themselves and say, "I'm working on some architecture projects." And then immediately, uh, other people, you know, pop out of the woodwork and and say, "Hey, I'm also doing this. Would you like to collaborate on this project?" And particularly in academia, in education, it's it all you know, the, the, it all comes down to collaboration. It, can, it comes down to people not working by themselves, but with other people toward common goals. And and that type of a community in Second Life exists. It's really beautiful to see. So if some of our listeners are interested in getting involved themselves, say again how they would find that list and how they would understand how to get involved. I was going to point them to the um, Second Life um, Education, let's see, secondlifegrid.net, and the Education tab is a good place to go, and that will point them to the listserv. Um, another resource that would be good to start with is the Second Life Education blog, which is sl-educationblog.org. That's a place that highlights the projects that are going on and gives events that are happening each week, and it's a good entry point for people new to education in Second Life. Another good way is actually to just go onto Google and search for Second Life and say, you know, the name of a university, because what what very often happens are that as academic institutions come into Second Life and start doing things, they will typically set up a blog or a website. Where people can learn more about it, and you know, particularly if it's a, if it's a project that they're trying to get public involvement in, you know, because there are there are academic organizations and universities and uh, institutions that come into Second Life and do a lot of private things, but typically over time, what we what we see is that they 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 realize that one of the real powers of Second Life is the community overall. It's the you know the thousands and thousands of of residents here, and so they'll very they'll very often have things like public lectures that they'll open up to folks. Um, Harvard's Berkman Center uh, frequently has lectures where they invite the public to come and and listen and even participate and ask questions of uh, of the guest lecturers and so forth. That's a great point, Pathfinder. And I'd also add when you're talking about new educators or people who are interested in seeing what's going on and experiencing it, um, the ed especially the education aspects in Second Life, um, I'd recommend that they join some of the groups. So a few groups to mention would be Discovery Educators Network has a, a group. Um, they have an active uh, organization in First World and uh, First Life, and uh, they have regular weekly events in Second Life. Uh, another group that's really interesting uh, for people that's a little broader is um, metanomics, M-E-T-A-N-O-M-I-C-S. And that's from Cornell. Uh, and they have a real range of speakers each week. If you join that group, then you'll get 
um, events um, sent to you, notices of events. And so that's a really good way to find out what's going on and to meet some interesting people right off. There's also the very general purpose um, real life education in Second Life group. So if you go search for groups and you search for real life education, that group actually has almost 3,000 members. And, you know, that's a it's a very general purpose group. Every once in a while you'll see somebody send a message to the group um, announcing an interesting event or asking a question, you know, where, where are some good people teaching biology in Second Life? Um, they're, really, you're starting to realize that pretty quick in Second Life that there are many different ways to connect with so many different educators doing so many different things and to get collaborative opportunities, it's, it's easy. And it's, in fact, it's almost overwhelming. I think that's the challenge for most educators. Is, is there's so many different, amazingly interesting things to do. Uh, the, the challenge is really figuring out you know, what you're going to focus on. That's why we help to facilitate the Second Life uh, education blog to help people to make it a little easier for people to find their way exactly. into events that interest great them. Point. So I definitely recommend checking that out. Those are great resources, Claudia and Pathfinder. Thanks. And you mentioned Cornell. You mentioned biology teachers. It can be a little overwhelming. So. Again, for our listeners, who are the educators that they're going to find if they come in world and start looking at the blogs and start getting involved in groups? Who are they going to meet in world? Are they primarily universities, community colleges? Are they international? Are they mostly based in the U.S.? Who is it that's engaged here? Really, um everyone <laughs> you have you know it's it's the second life is fundamentally an international platform um, most of the residents of second life over 60 percent of the user base are outside of the united states and um, you you have one 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 interesting thing in terms of the international aspect of it is a uh, language teaching is really big in second life because i mean if you think about it it's it's a way to create a perceptually immersive environment where you're learning a foreign language um, i was showing somebody the other day a, a series of regions in second life where uh, predominantly people from poland hang out and they speak polish in voice they use voice they also use text chat and so they're typing Polish to each other and educators particularly in, in, who are trying to teach not just language but also teach people about different cultures find Second Life a very compelling platform because it allows you to immerse yourself so you can actually you know walk down a street in a region and it's all it looks like Paris and it has the um, you know the the artwork the architecture the uh, you know the French cars driving down the streets it's 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 really an amazing platform for people trying to immerse immerse themselves in, in content. There's a, a little bit of everything uh, represented. I mean, there's the single educator, the, the lone educator who's the early adopter at, at a uh, community college, but there are whole community colleges and universities that are uh, involved, as well as consortia of universities, um, both in the U.S. and international and international collaborations. There are um, high schools that are collaborating, uh, U.S. and Japan and and, um, Australia, um, a place to find out some of the universities and community colleges that are involved is the uh, www.simteach.com wiki. Um, if you click in there, um, you'll find your way to a, 
in one of the front pages there under Second Life, you'll find uh, a whole list of all of the universities that are involved. It's not a comprehensive list because people self-report, um, but it's a pretty fair-sized list, and uh, it's a great place to start if you're trying to see who all is participating. Excellent. That sounds really helpful. So what are they doing, all these people? What are what kinds of education projects? You mentioned um, some really interesting language programs that are taking advantage of the immersiveness of this world. But what other kinds of educational efforts are happening? And are some more popular than others? Are virtual classes, for instance, in real-life topics more popular than, let's say, 3D modeling? Well, I think what, what, what initially happens and this is true of any new medium, is that people tend to replicate what they already do. And they realize that the new medium maybe allows them to do what they already do a little bit better. So one of the things that you see very very often in Second Life in the education space are people having classes and lectures. So, you know, a room where a bunch of people are sitting and listening to somebody presenting and asking questions and having discussions around the content and people even uh, showing, you know, slides, the same material that they use in the physical world. So it's it's a way for them to, you know, for them it's, it's more powerful because it allows their students to be distributed all around the world. And, and over time, you start to see people then realizing, hey, maybe I can teach things here that I couldn't teach in the same way in the physical world, you know, if I want to teach... Well, the example I love to give is um, a while ago I was speaking with somebody who was teaching cell biology in Second Life. And I said, how's it going? What are you doing? And he goes, well, we're having these lectures and, you know, and I'm, I'm getting desks and I've got chairs for the students to sit and we're, we're showing slides that we use, you know, images of, of, uh, of human cells and so forth and cellular organelles and the anatomy of cells and so forth. And, and I said, that's pretty cool. And, and, and I said, but, you know, you could, you could go even further than, you know, you can imagine having a classroom that is a huge cell where you have, you know, the nucleus, the, uh, the ribosomes, the mitochondria and, and Heck, you could even have your students, um, their avatars, be different cellular organelles, and you could have the students really immersed in the content and see DNA being transcribed right in front of them and interacting with it. Over time, what you see are people creating more immersive learning experiences like that. And, and you know, the other sort of low-hanging fruit that's very popular for educators in Second Life is obviously, you know, this is an environment where you can build things very easily. And so you have a lot of people teaching architecture, but then they start to realize, hey, you know, I can build these things and we can actually have people in them. We can actually bring our class through an architectural build that we just did, and we can work collaboratively while we're building. Um, so that allows them to do things that you know they, they, they don't typically do when they're studying architecture without using Second Life. It's also a really beautiful environment for role-playing and simulations. And just yesterday, I took a tour of a build in process. Uh, it's not quite finished yet for the World Health Organization that New Media Consortium is working on. And it's a a model of a third world clinic, um, health clinic, a prenatal care uh, clinic. And um, students will go in and be able to select from a, a variety of avatars depending on which role they want to play, whether they want to be a person coming into the clinic for prenatal care or maybe one, one of the doctors. Um, and um, then they have several uh, rooms set up with all of the equipment, 
just like what they would have in this clinic, and um, they'll be doing training there on the different procedures and processes for prenatal care. It's really beautiful, and and you really have the feeling that you're there. There's also a cabana set up for um, training, you know, where they'll be able to stream media. Um, so it, it really excels at that, I think. So I guess my question to you then, Claudia, is that sounds really interesting and cool, but is it practical? What's the point of doing an education program like that? What's the benefit of it? Or is it just a great way to show off these kinds of programs? It's hard to create certain kinds of, of role play environments where you actually get the feeling that you're there. And so one of the um, benefits of it is that it's incredibly uh, useful in conserving resources because the resources are pretty infinite in Second Life. You can create very detailed um, settings and you can model all the equipment that you might be using. Um, I've also been to some uh, the opposite extreme from a very low-tech third-world clinic to the highest tech models of some uh, hospitals of the future and hospitals that are currently existing um, that are being used to train nurses and and new doctors on uh, very complicated equipment. Um, And they can bring a lot of people into this environment. It can really reduce uh, training expenses. And some internal research that uh, has come out of IBM shows that um, it actually immersive learning in the day-to-day for uh, kind of continual training that needs to happen in a lot of uh, jobs and um, because learning isn't just over here in academia, it's also in business as well these days, um, uh, can happen very uh, uh, effectively and um, um, like save uh, time like up to um, 10 times I, I think was the factor that they found in um, the speed of learning um, because it's really engaging and I think it's hard to get that across until you've experienced being in a world in an immersive world with other people but as we become more and more distributed in our our teams uh, in our workplaces, I'm, I'm blending over a little bit into learning and work, um, it becomes really valuable to have a place where we can actually be together and uh, immerse in environments that are extremely, can be extremely realistic. Academics always talk about uh, pedagogy, the, you know, the art of teaching the, you know, the 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 instructional methods that educators use to to to, to help students learn and really the, the the real power of Second Life is in its immersiveness, the ability to have uh, conversations with people in real time while you're immersed in the content, you're you're in it. You're 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 able to create interactive spaces, spaces that uh, have things inside of them that you interact with, and you're surrounded by real people, real students, by real faculty, who are able to interact with each other while they're interacting with the content, and it all happens in a real place. There's no context to the conversation, and everything in Second Life is it's it's all about context. It's all about conversations around the con around the content, and having contextually relevant conversations and. And uh, that level of immersiveness 
Um, if you look at the, the sort of art of teaching, you know, that's, it's, it's well known that that level of immersiveness really engages students. It makes them feel connected to the content more, and that, in the end, really helps them in the learning process. And I think, you know, we're, we're starting to see people trying to study the efficacy of Second Life as a, as a, as a teaching platform. And, and, you know, the results are very positive so far. People are seeing more engagement. They're seeing more, uh, more excited students. And I think if you talk to any academic, you know, one of the big challenges is, is simply just to get the students excited about the content, to get them really engaged as opposed to, you know, just plopping a book in front of them and saying, yeah, read this and learn it. Um, so I think it's, it's a lot more than eye candy. It's, it's, it's an immersive environment where you'll find that your students are, are more engaged. And that's, that's really the ultimate, one of the ultimate goals for, for any educator is to engage the students. And then the learning really happens after that. Right. So you're saying that uh, students become much more engaged, that the material is more accessible, and that rather than a solo study or a traditional passive study, you are able to interact with the material and, Claudia, to your point, potentially spend a great deal less money creating an education process. Is that correct? Yeah, that sounds like a pretty good summary of what we were aiming for there. Um, <laughs> okay. I'm, thinking, I'm, I'm thinking of the uh, um, some of the Machinima work that Global Kids is doing. Um, and Machinima is creating videos with the in-world camera. And, um, you know, it's hard to set up a video studio for uh, high school and, and middle school students. That's not very accessible to lots of schools. But, um, uh, and, and, Kids all, all over the world, but I'm seeing just some amazing uh, videos that are being created by kids totally in Second Life. Um, they're able to create their characters, they're cre- creating their sets in Second Life, um, and uh, uh, so, you know, there's one example of just in Second Life, you've got resources available to you that are sometimes hard to um, have in in First Life. Um, when I think about some of the uh, science exhibits that are in Second Life that you know, people are able to not only bring into the classroom, but the kids can go into those exhibits. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're so passionate, we're both so passionate about this, you're going to have to, you know, throw water on us. That's okay. I- I think in some ways you guys know the specific examples that a lot of people are hungry to hear about because it's easy to talk in generalities about these things, but you know, if you're not actually there taking part in it, it can be difficult to really visualize what is so really different. So I'm, I'm very interested to hear the specific examples that you're coming up with. So my next question um, for both of you is, as an educator, why is it a good idea to use the grid? Why is the Second Life grid going to uh, help meet your goals? And I suppose the corollary to that is, what support does Linden Lab offer to educators who are trying to experiment or work in-world? So Linden Lab offers an educational discount for um, organizations that are education based and for not for profits. Um, if you know, if it's a registered nonprofit, um, the information for that is on the Grid site. So anyone who wants to take advantage of that can go to the education tab on the you know Second Life Education Grid dot net. Um, it 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 qualif- it lets people. Um, uh, 
purchase an island uh, for half the regular full price of estates, and it also is half price on their monthly maintenance fees. Um, there are also many other groups now in Second Life that are providing affordable options for educators to get involved in world from absolutely free by finding a great collaboration with someone um, that's a good fit for you to um, groups like Info Island, like New Media Consortium, like Edu Nation and Edu Island, uh, who all offer um, parcels, smaller uh, parcels for rent, so that you can actually be in a community with other education-oriented groups. That sounds really useful. What about you, Pathfinder? Um, can you speak to why educators are using the Second Life Grid and and what support that Linden Lab has to offer them? To take off of what Claudia already already said. You know, we provide a, a substantial discount for the initial one-time setup fee for regions in the Second Life Grid, as well as a substantial discount for the monthly fees as well. What we try to do at Linden Lab is, as much as possible, build scaffolding and then step back from that scaffolding uh, because really the the greatest resource for educators in Second Life are other educators. And so what we try to do is build systems that allow them to connect with each other, to find each other, to share information and to establish those collaborative opportunities. Um, the, the Second Life mailing list is, is one such one such resource, the uh, the educator blog that Claudia mentioned is another one. We have uh, as well individuals like Claudia and myself who spend a great deal of time trying to share strategies for success with educators coming into Second Life and helping them get connected to other people who they can then collaborate with. So I think in terms of supporting educators, in addition to the to the, the discounts and the, the scaffolding of systems like the you know the, the wiki and so forth for educators to share information, it's it's really about trying to help them get connected to the community as, as quickly as possible and to help find other people as quickly as possible to collaborate with. Because in our experience that's the best thing we can do is to help them find other people doing amazing things, other educators. I was going to add that Pathfinder and I also do a lot of outreach, so we attend a lot of conferences and um, you know, speak at, at different um, engagements to help people who are new to Second Life in education understand what other people are doing, what are some of the emerging best practices, what are the great projects that are happening uh, to just help the community to continue to expand. There's, there's really, that's a really good point, Claudia. And there's, you know, there are multiple communities of practice in Second Life around education, and, and again, it's, it's really the educators themselves who have, who have, have formed these. And, and what, what we do often when we go to conferences or, or speak at universities or speak at, at meetings where there are academics, is uh, we, we help connect people with other people. And, you know, we do a lot of, oh, you should be talking to so-and-so. Or, oh, I know the perfect place for you to go. You're thinking of doing this? Well, here's a great location for you to see another university doing a similar project. Maybe there's some collaborative opportunities there. And I think a lot of it, too, is, is... in terms of the outreach is just letting educators know that we deeply feel that this is an incredibly important use of the Second Life Grid. We feel that the uh, some of the greatest innovation that we've seen in terms of using Second Life, is coming out of the educator community. I mean, we're, we're blown away by it all the time. And, you know, we're constantly thinking about, you know, what can we do in terms of developing processes or tools that can, can, can make it even better for them to succeed? Because uh, when, when the educators come in here and succeed, ultimately all of the residents win. 
because it's, the community just becomes more interesting. It's used in more creative ways. It's used in ways to, uh, to, 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 to spread learning across the globe. Okay, so I'm going to ask you both this question since it's such a great resource to have you both here, um, Pathfinder and Claudia. Start with you, Claudia. What advice would you give to educators who are interested in Second Life? What works best and, and what, what does not work very well? Great question. And one of the things that I would suggest is that um, if you're interested in getting into Second Life, find a practice partner. Find someone that you think would be interested in getting into Second Life with you. Because it's a lot more fun to uh, do it with someone else. And also, it's a great way to uh, of knowledge sharing and kind of helping each other ramp up your learning curve. Um, just like any new software, um, there's a commitment of time up front in mastering the interface and finding your way around. And so I suggest uh, to people that when they get in world, um, that they join a group right away, um, like ISTE, I-S-T-E, the uh, International Society for Technology in Education, and uh, uh, or a group like Metanomics, um, and start to attend some of the events because just like in First Life, you know, it's showing up in t over time at, at different gatherings where you really, you know, get to know people and deepen your relationships. And Second Life is no different. Um, and I think also to use the sled list really well to, to definitely um, introduce yourself, introduce your project, let people know what you're interested in doing. I think you'll be surprised at the warm welcome that you'll receive and um, people that will share what they're doing that's similar to what you're doing. And and just be aware that Second Life is an ecosystem. It's, it's the Second Life world, but it's also the many blogs that all of the residents and, and educators are, are writing on a daily basis. And so you can start to find out about some of those. Um, the, the Second Life education blog, of course, is a great place to begin, but there are, are many and you can ask people on the sled list uh, for some recommendations. Sweet. And Pathfinder, what's your very best advice to an educator who's maybe new to virtual worlds but interested in finding out what they can do and, and getting involved in Second Life? What What is the best thing that you would suggest to somebody like that? I would say, um, I would reiterate what Claudia said, her point on joining the Second Life Educator mailing list, it's, the abbreviation is SLED, so everyone calls it SLED. Um, introducing yourself on that list is, is key. Uh, another strategy is uh, to buy some books on Second Life. If you go you know, to, say, Amazon and you search for Second Life, you'll see a variety of books on Second Life, and they're all very excellent. Um, one that I'm particularly fond of is the Second Life Official Guide. And I know a number of educators who actually are using that as a, uh, a course-required textbook, and, and it's a wonderful overview. It's not, a, it's not like a, a, a manual for using Second Life. It's more like a guidebook to a new country or a new world. Uh, it, it explains not just technically how to use Second Life, but also uh, the, the kinds of things you can do in it, and it gives a lot of examples. So, I, I mean, I really think, uh, you know, educators and academics, uh, you know, books are an important part of, of the whole process, and, and having, you know, having an actual tangible book that you can give your students or um, give other faculty is, is, is critical. And, and lastly, um, 
look for the different academic conferences out there that that have maybe tracks about virtual worlds in general. Um, we're starting to see, you know, academic conferences where they'll often have workshops on sometimes even specifically Second Life. I know the um, uh, good conference called, it's the well, the organization is the Association of Internet Researchers, and if you go to AOIR.org, um, you can see that they have uh, they have conferences every year, and at their upcoming their upcoming conference this year, you know, they have a, a whole workshop on Second Life specifically for for educators and academics who are interested in using it. So um, that's a good thing. That's a good opportunity as well for educators is is to find other people who are interested in virtual worlds and in Second Life in the physical world at, at these different academic conferences. And you know, you you see all the time at these different conferences, um, you know, poster presentations. And papers about educators using Second Life. So, you know, the next time you're going to an academic conference, just search for Second Life and you'll often find really interesting resources to learn more. That's a great roundup. So you've got ideas for on the web, for at education conferences, and for people who just dive in world to join up and get engaged. Claudia, did you have something else you wanted to add? Yeah, I would recommend that if you have it in your budget to look into attending the Second Life Community Convention. Um, this year it's in Tampa, Florida at the beginning of September, I think, or maybe the middle. And um, there's a very active education track that goes over the uh, the whole, I think it's two or three days. And it's a wonderful opportunity to meet people there who are practicing. Um, there are incredible presentations and case studies and um, very dynamic community. So I'd really recommend that. Yeah, that's a great idea, Claudia. That's That's an excellent resource. Outstanding. Okay, so we are getting to the end of our time. I'm going to have one last question for you. And uh, I just really want to extend a huge thanks to Claudia Linden, to Pathfinder Linden, and to the fantastic watermelony Torley Linden, who is behind the scenes doing our recording, and also behind the scenes Melissa Linden, who has done an enormous amount of research to come up with the topics that we should be talking about today. So my last question to both of you, Pathfinder and Claudia, and again, we do need to be brief, is what's in the future for education in Second Life? In the Second Life grid, where's it headed? Well, I'll start out with that one just by saying that I see the future when I see some of the incredibly innovative new uh, approaches that people are coming up with in Second Life. Um, like, uh, there's one example that springs to mind. It's it's a 3D wiki, and I remember the day I saw it. I was it was just so exciting uh, to see like this next new step in in the 3D world that's only possible here. Um, and uh, if anyone wants to look into that one, you can search for Studio Wiki Texture uh, on the on the internet, and you'll find their blog. Um, it's it's a 3D way of allowing people to collaborate just like the, the 2D wiki. So I 
appreciate groups like uh, the New Media Consortium, which just launched uh, a learning prize, where they're really trying consciously to push the boundaries of how we learn and teach in virtual space. So they'll be uh, running a, a com- competition over the next several months uh, and giving awards to groups who come up with really whole new ways of teaching in Second Life. And so I think that's one of the places that I'm going to look to see the future. And I, I see it all around me every day when I uh, step in and notice new, whole new approaches like the like the 3D Wiki. That is exciting. What about you, Pathfinder? What do you see as the exciting future of education on the Second Life Grid? Well, one thing I get excited about is when I see more and more people really thinking about how to study the efficacy of the Second Life Grid as a platform for learning. Um, you know, one of the one of the key things that you need to do as an educator is to figure out: Are my students learning better? Are they learning more? Are they becoming more prepared? You know, when they graduate to go out into the world and and do whatever they're going to do. And I think um, in the future we're going to be seeing more research around that. You know, more research around how exactly is learning in Second Life teaching people. Is it teaching them differently? How is it teaching them better? You know, there's a, there's a lot of anecdotal evidence, but the, you know, the, the plural of anecdote is not data. You need to actually have uh, real research around that. So I get very excited when I hear about projects like a, a, a neurologist at Massachusetts General Hospital teaching relaxation response therapy in Second Life and actually quantifying it. You know, having a control group and all of that, and and I think. Ultimately, that's what will cause this environment, the Second Life Grid, to really explode as a platform when people start seeing more and more data on how this environment is, is teaching people in ways that they can't be taught in the, in the physical world. And in terms of just innovative uses of Second Life, I really don't know what, what's going to happen, and I actually like it that way. It's, you know, it's, it's, uh, I, th- I think we haven't even scratched the surface in terms of how a virtual world like Second Life can be used for learning in a truly innovative way. I think, you know, in five years, ten years from now, we'll see things that we couldn't have even imagined. And, and that will, all of that, all of that innovation will come out of the educator community itself. They will experiment, they'll push the boundaries, they'll quantify, uh, you know, how, how it's being used as a learning platform and how it's teaching students in ways that they couldn't be taught before. I get very excited about that. That is exciting. So to you listeners of this show, we're really looking to you to show us how the boundaries can be pushed and what incredible innovation that you can bring into Second Life and the future of education in Second Life. Thank you so much, Claudia Linden and Pathfinder Linden, for this excellent uh, opportunity to talk about education and best practices in Second Life. Thank you very much. This is great.